0: Well, Cal, I, I would imagine a very happy man just to be out there on the pitch again.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Just to be—it's tough when you're in a physio room every day, and you think I just give it to be to be able to jog on the grass, to be able to just touch a ball again. So yeah, to be back out there on training, it's it's something I definitely won't take for granted.
0: And on a match day, so last Saturday, is it nerves? Is it excitement? Does it feel exactly the same as it did, just having not done it for a couple of months?
1: Probably a little bit little bit more excitement just, just to be back. Like I'm I'm fortunate enough. I've never really suffered from injuries or that. It, it breaks my heart for boys like young Eamon and stuff and Kane who've got longer term injuries because me having the injury that I had and I, I know how difficult it was for me and no one really sees that part. But yeah, I'm one of the more fortunate ones but still it was the same feeling for me to have that took away from me, to look forward to playing this Saturday and have that took away. It was Look, it, it was tough, but yeah, you, you get back out there, have a game to look forward to again and be able to impact, help the boys, it, yeah, it was it was exciting.
0: And three points don't hurt either, do they?
1: No, exactly, then that's that's the part that makes it all the more special when you start back with a win and uh, yeah, it just sets us on the right foot, coming back after this little break, so it was good. We
0: were just chatting with the manager, you look back at the the run you had earlier in the season where you were winning week in, week out and and you could name the team. It was a, a very settled side. Injuries, form, things like that have come and made it more difficult completely different back three for you on uh, on Saturday how key is it to try and get back to, to knowing who you're going to be playing alongside who's in front of you who's behind you and, and try and get back to the same kind of, of run of form you had
1: yeah look it, it does help it definitely helps but then that's why you have a squad you have a squad of 20 odd players and everyone's capable as you see the team that started the first game we always see it through pre-season but the team that starts the first game will never necessarily be the team that then just continues all season that's why you always need to be ready and you see, boys coming in now. Like I had Kingy next to me at centre half the other day, and he was outstanding. And he was outstanding against Watford. And it's that's just it. You need to be ready. And players like him who train well, don't sulk, are always good with good with the boys, good with the coaching staff. They're always ready for their opportunity, and then they come in and they make such a big impact. So we've had we have got a lot of players that have done that this season, and that's that's just why you've got a squad. But yeah, if we can get that consistency and let the relationships build, then. I think it will give us a better chance of going on a, a good run.
0: And certainly, as somebody who's played as much football as he has, albeit in mostly in a different position, but so comfortable on the ball, having two of you at the back in that sort of situation, it, it gives you different options as a team, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. Look, King has just got a, a mind for the game. Like, if you sit and have a chat with him in here, you'll see how articulate he is and how intelligent he is when he speaks about the game. We do it every day at lunch. Me, him, and Matty James will sit and act about Chris Martin. Kingy will just be speaking about football that's what he does non-stop so it's no surprise that he's dropped back and been able to see it all and read the game as well as he has because he's he's just got a mind for the game so yeah as i say i'm I'm not surprised that he's done so well so you've got this game at the weekend then it's into
0: the sort of the, the busy christmas period and looking at the squad getting back to pretty much full fitness or as close as it's been for a, a long time do you feel that you're primed to go on the kind of run that can get you back where you were a couple of months ago?
1: Yes, look, we we definitely are. We've been in a good position, obviously the own results definitely definitely helped that. Sorry, now we're going to stoke, um, but it's nothing's really a given in this league, is it? It's it's difficult. We've just got to control what we can what we control, which is working hard and training, building a relationship and the bonds, being good teammates. And yeah, just, just working hard, controlling all the little things that you can control. And then in this league, it's difficult. We'll, we'll go into the game 100% prepared. And fingers crossed. I think it will help us. We've got back-to-back home games as well. Hopefully the fans can get behind us, which I know they will. We've got to give them something to get behind. But I know they'll get behind us. And then let's see. Winning becomes a habit the same way losing does. The same way we had that bad spell there where nothing was kind of going away and you fall into a little bit of a little, and the confidence drops. And I've been there as a player and it was so difficult for me to sit and watch the lads go through that difficult spell when I wasn't part of it because I see them training, I see them doing everything right, I see them working hard, it's just you fall into that tiny little habit of just losing, just the mindset just changes a little bit and you get a bad rub of the green here and there but look we're still doing the same things, we're controlling what we can control, hopefully we've come over that spell, I thought the boys were outstanding against Watford and then a really good performance against Rotherham so. Hopefully we can kind of build that momentum now and then get into the habit of winning games consistently.
0: And then just finally for me, obviously with the injury and then with the international break for the World
1: Cup, you you haven't played Ashton
0: Gate for a while. So I would imagine looking forward to, to getting back out of there.
1: Yeah, it feels like it feels like forever. I, I don't actually know how long it is, but yeah, just looking forward to getting back. Ashton Gate, obviously, brilliant stadium in front of the fans and uh, yeah, a, a good surface, big pitch. Their own pitch was... Was tight at the weekend. It was, uh, it was, it was difficult to play at times. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Um, obviously, my boys will be at the game, my family, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh,
2: okay. Just on that, on that injury, how frustrating was it for you? Because it seems to be a lot longer the recovery than initially expected.
1: Mm. It Was um yeah, it was difficult and it was, it was, it was frustrating. I think when we first looked at it, it was meant to be, I would be back and kinda three four weeks there was there was a tear there and then just as I got gone just some people recover quicker than others and I've never really had muscle injuries ever in my career and that's why I say I'm fortunate but yeah it was just it was taking longer than expected and just getting the confidence back in it and it was it was extremely frustrating because in my mind I was and it was probably my it was probably bad on my part, but I was setting targets, I was looking at the fixtures and I was saying, right, I'll definitely be available for that game. And then when I m- missed that game, it was so hard to take because I was like, oh, I, I keep setting these targets and I'm missing it and I'm missing it and I'm missing it. And it, yeah, it, it was hard to take, but I just had to realise and sit back and say, your body's your body and we'll it'll, it'll be ready when it is. And then the break helped me massively. So, and Dave put me on a a training programme over that, that spell of the break and I stuck to that and yeah I'm just I'm just grateful that I've kind of came through it now and can hopefully kick on. and,
2: and just on Saturday I think you're, having you back in the team kind of showed what had been lacking over the last few weeks when you weren't there and also as progressive passes forward. Just wanna know how much of an influence kind of Nigers had on that on that part of your game and since since you joined the club. he's,
1: he's been huge on it to be fair. It, it's always part of my game. Um, It's always been part of my game and I'll kind of do that anywhere I go but the thing that the gaffer's been brilliant with is letting me do that and letting me express myself because I know a lot of managers, especially the way I started, if you look at Sunderland giving away a goal, if you look at other games giving away a goal, other managers might have pulled me and said, listen, come on, play it forward a bit quicker, don't take as much chances but... Never once has a gaffer done that. He's always put his arm around me and says, This is why we brought you here. We brought you here because you're gonna take chances, you're gonna get the team playing and we want you to be exactly you and who you want to be. So in terms of that, for for me just knowing that I've got the backing for him, he's it's it's been huge for me and it's kinda not allowed me to to silk over any of the mistakes that I've made because it's like, No, no, pick yourself back up and go again. This is the manager's backing you, so if he can back you then, you need to go again, so he's he's been brilliant for me.
2: And just playing on the left of that of that back three, does that allow you to be a bit more expressive then, than when you are in the middle?
1: Yeah, I, I think it, you can take a bit more chance with less risk attached when you've got the two the two centre halves there, and especially that centre one protecting him. My mind just wanders back to the Norwich game when I when I step in, as soon as I step in, it's it's hard for the other two centre has to close. It does leave a big gap and obviously I gave it away at Norwich to play through that gap and uh Pookie's in. But yeah, that's that's what can happen. And I just play on the left there's a little less risk attached and also I'm higher up the pitch as well most of the time when I receive the ball. But yeah, I think it's key that you see is in there, that central position where he'll get on the ball and he'll he'll create and he'll make passes and anyone else that plays that position whether it be Zach, Big Rob, anyone else, then they can go on the ball and also pass forward in advanced areas. But, yeah, I think there's slightly less risk attached. Still a lot as I'm playing centre-half, but maybe a little bit less.
2: Having not played as a number 10 in, in early on in your career, does, do you think that helps you with the confidence in, in being able to play those forward passes and, and be a bit, more, a bit more aggressive on the ball?
1: Yeah, it helps me massively when I kind of look at my career and I look at exactly how it's went to get to where it is. All them little things that playing on the wing, then playing uh, in the number 10 and even playing the nine. And I, I believe it's all got me to where I am now, how I see the game for centre half. I, I know the movements that Tommy's going to make or Naki wants to make. And I, I know the movements that a winger might make. I, I've played left back. I know where he doesn't want to defend. and So I feel like I've got a decent understanding of the game as well, and I, I just feel that adds to kind of help me in the position that I play.
2: viewers your leadership. Qualities,
1: have they always been ingrained since when you were a child or have you kind of developed those over over your career? Uh, yeah, I think over over my career, to be honest. I think when I was younger, I, if I could speak to my younger self now, I would regret so much uh, what I'd done and how I was as a young lad. And I think just growing up and just so seeing the young lads now, I just don't want them to make the same mistakes that I made. That's why if you speak to Tommy Conway and Alex Scott, they'll probably find me extremely annoying at times when I'm constantly on them, but it's just like, I just want them to do well and I don't want them to do things that I might have done and if if I can help them in any kind of way, I always say I don't ever blame the senior pros when I was playing because I had great senior pros, boys like uh, Lee McCullough, Lee Wallace, but when I started playing for Rangers, it was in the third division and i so all the players left and it was kind of all the young boys that came through so I was still in a very young changing room then when I started getting my chance and I feel like I just needed older lads around to say, listen, come on, this is how you behave this is how you you train, you play this is how you'll, you'll make a career in the game and obviously that's for me to learn and I have done as I've as I've got older but I feel it's definitely something I've developed just through my own experiences The, the,
2: the, regrets, the regrets that you talked about was that g- or not Perhaps
1: putting all all your effort in when you were younger, coming through, is that, is that what you mean by? Yeah, yeah. I just turned up to training, thought I would be a professional footballer, trained, went home, kind of thought I knew better than coaches that I've seen since, and apologised to them. And not that I was ever a bad lad, I never had bad manners, never had none of that, but. I just trained, went home, didn't didn't give my all. And it, it kills me when I see lads doing it now, because I think you've got a mountain to climb. And luckily enough for me, I feel I've done it to some extent. I went right back down to Accrington and I've kind of built my way back up. But some lads don't do that. Some lads will just fall out of the game and they don't realise the opportunity that they've got. So yeah, just I just never took the opportunity I had. I was at Rangers, I had Murray Park facilities, incredible facilities, but I couldn't wait to get home and play the computer. Or, do what other stuff that young boys do. That yeah, it was just I don't know. I, as I say, I regret a lot of things, but it got me to where I am now, and I'm happy. The
2: the, the dressing room atmosphere at the, at the moment. How does that compare to what it was at Luton? Because I, I, so you know, you can speak more on this, but I, was that the foundation of the, the playoff push? And how I just want to know how it kind of compares between this this dressing room and the one at Luton.
1: Yeah the change room is huge um, I, I believe that's in the championship when you've not got a huge gulf in class between the teams then it comes down to the camaraderie the changing room. I believe in the championship the changing room is a huge huge part of it. I know that from the changing room I was in at Luton. I, I have friends at Huddersfield to see the changing room. That there was, I don't see any teams that really do really well but say their changing room was bad if you get me. It's, so we we've been massive on that this season since I've got here speaking with Kingy and Matt James and Bence and Chrissy Martin and let's get the changing room right and i believe we've we've done that it helps when you've got a squad for like good people the the young lads are brilliant the, the senior boys are brilliant the coaching staff are brilliant so it's it when i came here i've said it in previous interviews but i looked and i went the changing room is very similar looking in that aspect just really good lads that want to come in and work hard and get better and uh, I see a lot of similarities. Hi,
3: Ralph. Um <clears throat> Nigel spoke to the club earlier this week about the team collectively showing a bit more resilience, more regularly, and he also described you as a leader. As one of the more experienced members of the group, how big a role do you feel you have in demanding that resilience of your peers when things aren't going your way? Exactly.
1: Yeah, I believe I have a huge role. Like, it's not so I take lightly. As I say, I'm one of the older players, and. <sighs> as I've just spoke about there from when I was younger, what I kind of wanted for the senior pros, what I think would have helped me in my career to give myself a better chance in my career. Not that it's their responsibility, but I do take a massive sense of responsibility in that, that I need to turn up for training every day in the right mindset. I need to train properly. I need to demand in the right way and speak to them in the right way. I need to then, when it comes to a game day, I need to be fully on it. I can never be slacking. If I'm slacking, then, whether it's Alex Scott or Tommy Conway or that thing, if me, Matty James and Kingy are off it, then they'll look and go, well, "What's what's going on here? Then I, I just believe we've got a duty to them eh, to help them, then it's up to them to have a duty, of decency to respect that, and then try and come along on that journey with us. And uh, lucky enough, I, you heard um, Tommy Conway and Alex Scott speaking about it in a little documentary that the lad's done about how big an influence Naki Wells is on them. And that's like who Tommy's playing up front with now. So if, if he's got him to look at and Naki Wells is one of the best pros I've played with and for Tommy to learn off him is is huge.
3: And with with Club Captain Dan Bentley not featuring all that much of late, um do you is it in the back of your mind at all about potential vice captaincy or captain, captain inside on a more regular basis?
1: Um no, it's it's not. It's not something to think about. It's whether I'm captain or vice-captain or not, I'll, I'll always be the same way, I'll always believe I've got that responsibility to turn up every match a 100%, to train through the week 100% so that younger lads can see that and, and learn for that if they want to and yeah that's the way I'll always be but as you say, you've mentioned names there, Dan Bentley, Andy Bywin, Matty James, Andy King, that there's, there's a lot of people in the squad that could, could wear the armband and I believe it wouldn't change them, we'll, we'll still all be the same way.
3: And you've only been here several months but Scott Murray is celebrating his 25 years of involvement with Bristol City. Meeting him as a fellow Scotsman, uh, what's he like and was he bring around the training
1: ground? Just, just a legend and I know that word's used a lot but legend every sense of the matter. I've never seen Scottie play much. Uh, my agent played one Funny enough, Lee Matthews who they're really close In the summer I was signing it was Lee's wedding so I met Scottie at the wedding so I knew him briefly and him um, but Lee spoke incredibly highly of him said how much a legend is and then coming here just, just a good, good guy, very good person and um, yeah, I think Bristol City have been been lucky to have him for this long.
3: And just finally on, uh, on a busy period coming up, we see West Brom and uh, Stoke this weekend and then West Brom, what does your Christmas look like uh, just
1: personally? Um, previously it's been pretty much just football, yeah, it will, uh, as it will be this this Christmas, it's just football non-stop. My kids are a little bit older now, so they're um, starting to understand that a bit more. And then we've got a lot of family coming down. This is the first Christmas where my mum's coming down, um, my, my partner Lauren, her mum's coming down and dad. And So we've, the house is pretty packed. But yeah, just training is normal on Christmas. A little bit of Christmas dinner, but not too much. And then get ready for the game. All the family will come to the game box
3: today against West Brom. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you.